0: Hello, and welcome to episode one of season two of the In The Clutch podcast. As a few of you may know, we wrapped up season one last week with the end of the 2021-2022 NBA season. And just like that, the draft has already happened and we're kicking into 2022-2023, which brings us to season two of In The Clutch. My name is Drew Clutchy and I'm here alongside my co-host, Jeremy Wilson. Now we're gonna do a little bit of a different format for this season. And the way we're gonna do it is instead of doing hour long episodes, we're gonna be breaking everything up into 20 minute episodes. So it'll be essentially every episode will be its own segment of our show. So today we're starting out with season two, episode one. And what we believe the most important thing so far is obviously the Kevin Durant sweepstakes. So where do you think Kevin Durant will go, Jar?
1: I am, the longer it goes on, the less belief I have that Kevin Durant is gonna be traded before the season starts. Because I know he requested the trade, uh, I think at the start of free agency. So that was what, about a week ago. Um, and as soon as I heard the woe's report of the raptors maybe lurking in the background of the Kevin Durant sweepstakes, I my mind immediately went to the same type of report we heard uh when Kawhi was up for yeah, grabs. When it, it was like, oh, raptors might be dark horse suitor for Kawhi Leonard. And then two days later, Kawhi was a raptor. I don't know if that's where your head went too.
0: Oh, absolutely. And I'm Interestingly, I'm on the flip side of where I was for the Kawhi trade, because I'm a hardcore DeMar DeRozan fan, which obviously I acknowledge now, yes, that was the play to make. DeMar probably wasn't going to win us a chip, even within the remaining three years on his contract or whatever. So, But at that moment, I was on the side of, I thought that was the dumbest trade ever, especially Kawhi was on the end of like a end of a deal where he didn't want to come to Toronto, he just wanted out of San Antonio. And we knew and coming off pass. the season that he had
1: played nine games.
0: Yeah. So like I was on the side obviously if we keep DeMar DeRozan for that deal. Versus this side this time, I seem to be the only person who's on the side of I would just give away like anything for Kevin Durant. Versus people are like, oh no, we have to keep Scotty. He's our franchise player, blah 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 blah. Best case scenario. And not to disrespect Scotty Barnes, but Kevin Durant's not like a top 15 player right now. He's a top 15 player of all time. So it'd be different if we were like, oh, we're going to trade Scotty Barnes for like a Bradley Beal or a Paul George or even like to go back like an Allen Iverson type player where it's like, oh yeah, like a top 15 player right now. Then to me that, yeah, it's a no-go. You can't trade Scotty. But I would trade like Scotty Barnes if that's what it takes to bring in Kevin Durant on a four-year deal. He's not just a top 15 right now like a Paul George. He's a top 15 ever.
1: Yeah, and I was looking through Raptors Twitter shortly after the uh, Raptors report came out, and I don't know when Raptors fans got totally unreasonable, but it must have happened at some point, and maybe we just weren't seeing it because there were no trade ideas like this, but I saw people that were like, I don't know if I could give up OG and picks, and it's like, what do you mean? It's Kevin Durant.
0: I know, do we not all, like, are we not all on the same page about that as Raptor fans? Which I guess apparently the answer is no. It's Kevin Durant. Like, not only, like, he's such an elite scorer. And similarly, it's not even, like, let's say you were bringing in, I'm not, I guess I can't say, let's say you were bringing in Giannis, but like, let's say you were bringing in Bede, right? Which then you got to figure out, okay, well, now we're going to play through Embiid, obviously, because we have him. And then Siakam probably won't be as effective because they're both going to be in the Like Kevin Durant fits any team perfectly because he's an elite defender and can just score from literally anywhere on the court. So it's like the perfect player to bring in without bringing in a player that has to be entirely dominant, like ball dominant, like Embiid or Giannis or something like that. Kevin Durant is the perfect player to bring in if you're not bringing in one of those players.
1: Right. So, I, yeah, I'm seeing people saying, oh, I couldn't include Scotty in any Kevin Durant trade. And it's like, you're telling me if the net said right now we'll give you Kevin Durant for Scotty Barnes and salary filler like Thaddeus Young and Chris Boucher, you're not making that trade? Because that is just wild. Okay,
0: now we're bringing Boucher. I didn't know we were bringing Boucher into <laughs> it. Um, Scotty Barnes, for yeah, sure, later, but Boucher, okay, now we're in like a tricky... I think
1: situation. the most reasonable um thing I've come up with from the Raptor side of it is they can't have Scotty and Siakam. You can have for one sure. of two plus you know OG or OG and Gay Trent or whoever whoever the rest of the deal would have to be. But you can't take our current all NBA player plus hopefully a future all NBA player for somebody who's turning 34 on a four year contract.
0: Which that's fair. And I agree with that. And I think, given that we have so many picks and everything, it would be unreasonable for them to request that. Right. So, like, I'm not particularly worried. Like, if that's the... Yeah, if they're trying to get Scottie Barnes and Siakam, then obviously, to me, that's outside of the realm of possibility. Right. But I just can't believe that there aren't more Raptors fans on board. Because you saw people immediately jump to the defensive, oh, no, we can't give up Scottie. And I was like, what do you mean we can't give up <laughs>
1: Uh Yeah, I... I... It's unbelievable how many Raptors fans are like, eh, I'm I'm not really sure I want Kevin Durant. It's like, hold up. Did you see what happened when we had Kawhi? Yeah,
0: like our best case scenario is that Kevin Durant become as, or Scotty Barnes come as good as, become as good as Kevin Durant. Like that's just statistically unlikely to work out.
1: Yeah, so the the most reasonable package I've uh, wrapped my mind around from the Raptors side um, looks like, Something along the lines of Siakam plus Ananobi plus about two, three first round picks plus pick swaps or whatever else that takes.
0: Do you think that they'd rather have Siakam than Scotty Barnes?
1: I don't know. The Nets seem to be in. They do not seem to have any interest in rebuilding. Yeah, like, they're
0: not in tank mode. They just signed T.J. Warren.
1: Right. So they they signed Royce O'Neal and they signed T.J. Warren, and those are like quality nba players right now who especially i don't know exactly how old royce o'neill is i think he's relatively young but tj warren isn't super young so they're not going into rebuild mode right so i think if they want to win now they want pascal if they want a more rebuild um type situation they're going to ask for scotty now, I think they'll originally ask for both, but I don't think you can give up both.
0: Yeah, well, of course, the, fir- the first ask is always one where you're going to hang up the phone right away kind of thing.
1: Yeah. <laughs> can can yeah. we have we'll see, we'll past Fleet and four first, please?
0: Yeah, well, it's, as they say, you don't get what you don't ask for. So. <laughs> Fair enough. Nope, like, that's frankly it, right? So if you don't go ask for that, same thing, I bet we'll ask for Kevin
1: Durant and Ben Simmons.
0: Because <laughs> if we don't ask for that, that's then we won't get that. So then we'll have to work from there.
1: So I know um, the Raptors currently are second in the odds to trade for Kevin Durant, with first being the Suns. What kind of package do you think the Suns can put together?
0: Well, the Suns, so obviously I think Mikael Bridges will be the centerpiece of any package they throw together because they can't trade Devin Booker to the Nets because you're only allowed to have a certain amount of people under a specific type of contract. Like it's like the rookie max extension or something or – Anyway, whatever contract Ben Simmons is under, they can't have Ben Simmons and Devin Booker. So, because of that, Mikhail Bridges is obviously going to be the centerpiece of that deal. But I don't think Mikhail Bridges is an attract enough, attractive enough player to be the centerpiece of a Kevin Durant deal.
1: You don't think, sorry, Mikhail Bridges is attractive? Well, I would think that DeAndre Ayton is technically the centerpiece. To that deal I He's like really I don't think DeAndre piece though. I don't think DeAndre Aiden's necessarily a better player right now than Mikhail Bridges is with the type of defense that bridges can play. Um, I think DeAndre Aiden is a more valuable trade asset.
0: interesting. I'm not sure I necessarily agree because I agree obviously in theory on the theory of Aiden's a number one pick right which therefore any plays center which is also attractive. So therefore, like, oh, Aiton's a more attractive player and like the bigger part of the deal. But in practice, with the away with the way McKill Bridges is ascending, I'd actually kind of start to look the other way.
1: Right. And that I'm not sold necessarily on that. I haven't really seen a lot from DeAndre Aiton. Um yeah, but my assumption is the Suns package would look something like Bridges plus Aiton plus picks. And even with that, like, you're not getting a player with as much potential as Scotty right, or right. a player as good as Pascal.
0: Right. The advantage you have if you're Brooklyn in that situation is that you know Kevin Durant wants to go
1: there. Right. And... So you don't risk Kevin Durant. Well, Brooklyn probably doesn't care if Kevin Durant gets traded and says, you know what, I'm not showing up. But... Yeah.
0: Well, you're right. That's correct that Brooklyn doesn't care. But the whoever it be, be it Phoenix or Toronto, whoever they care.
1: Yes, I, I would. I would think that they do care.
0: So therefore, Brooklyn cares by association because you don't have a trade partner. <laughs> Kevin Durant's not going to happily, or at least reasonably, tolerate going where you would like to trade him.
1: Right, and I, I, I definitely see that. Um, those are the only two teams I think can really put that package together. Like the Heat. For the same reason the Suns can't trade Devin Booker, the Heat can't trade Bam. Um, and so what are you building the hero- the package off of Tyler Hero plus picks? Like It's just not nearly as good a package as the Suns or the Raptors can put together.
0: Right, which that's like, in a way, I don't want to say. So initially, I always feel like as a Raptors fan, whether it be warranted or not, I always feel like we get ripped off in situations like this because we don't get a lot of marquee players. Just yeah. as like the Toronto Raptors. So I know we traded for Kawhi and that was like our big thing and we can kind of ride that for a while as Raptors fans. But I find in opportunities like this it's always like, Wow, like we could get Kevin Durant. Whereas when you're like the Lakers or Golden State or whatever, you either currently have a star or you're probably gonna have a star soon. Right. But when we don't get we don't get those superstar players like that, so I find it's super exciting. And it feels like, wow, we really have to jump on it because we're not going to get another chance in Toronto,
1: right? And I check on Kevin Durant news like three to four times a day.
0: I just have like I have my Woj notifications turned on. <laughs> uh, I-
1: so I- I'm I'm waiting for that that trade to happen. Um, what do you think the chances are that they both Kevin Durant and Kyrie, or at least one of them, are still in Brooklyn? Let's say at the end of next season. They play the entire next season with Brooklyn.
0: Both or at least one?
1: At least one.
0: I would say the odds that at least one is there. Like if I had to bet on it, I would bet that at least one is still there. Right. Because I think just given the amount of time remaining in the season, it's hard to move them both. Or Sorry, not remaining in the season, I guess. Remaining in the offseason. It's hard to move them both.
1: So what do you think of Kyrie to the Lakers then? Do you think that's a no-go?
0: Well, I don't think it's necessarily a no-go, but I think it's an indifference go. Like, obviously, we know the Lakers really want that to happen, and we know, similarly, that, like, Brooklyn wants a lot back because they obviously have the better player in that deal. Right. So I think it's kind of like... In an indifference play like obviously the Lakers really want it and they don't only really have so much to offer and Brooklyn will either take it or they won't but really in reality that deal is waiting on Kevin Durant
1: right and the the most confusing report I've seen come out of the Lakers Nets trade talks is that the Lakers are dragging their feet on including like the 2027 and 2029 first round picks right. it's like Do you know how much better Kyrie would be for your team than Russell Westbrook is right now?
0: Well, and it's the same thing, frankly, when they waited for Kyle Lowry. Or, like, they wouldn't give up Taylor Horton Tucker for Kyle Lowry. That's the same issue to me, where it's like, wow, that's a weird weird place to draw the line in the sand.
1: Right, and yeah, the Lakers could have traded Russell Westbrook for John Wall at the previous trade deadline when Russell Westbrook clearly wasn't working out. But the Rockets asked for one first-round pick. Lakers said absolutely not and I do not understand that at all
0: well I don't like, never understand that
1: like you like you were talking about just a second ago they're the Lakers like you worst case scenario right you trade that 2027 pick and LeBron leaves at the end of his contract you have another max slot and you can sign a legitimate star player because you're the Lakers like are you planning on sucking in 2027 and 2029?
0: No, I don't think so. Anyway, although wouldn't that be hilarious if that was the answer? Oh yeah.
1: The, the Lakers are playing on as soon as LeBron leaves, trade Anthony Davis, and go full rebuild.
0: Yeah, no, we're gonna be bad. That's our plan. <laughs> Tank that. I like it. So yeah, so that's kind of the interesting situation, is, kind of if you go back to Kevin Durant, where this in theory started, then, it's all about they have to move KD before Kyrie. And Kevin Why? Durant because you can't move Kyrie Irving on and then not know what you're gonna do with the best player on your team, but know already what you've gotten back. You have to decide what you're gonna do with the biggest asset and then see what you're gonna piece around that. Okay. Because you can't I'm like you. trade Kyrie let's say just for example, you trade Kyrie Irving for I think Russ is a bad example. Let's just say for fun you could trade Kyrie Irving for like Dame. Okay. You can't get Dame and then find out that Kevin Durant's still leaving.
1: Right. The biggest biggest domino has to fall first. Right. You can't make a Kyrie trade deciding on whether you're going rebuild or compete now and then not know what Kevin Durant's going to do. I agree with you there.
0: So that's kind of the situation there. So Kevin Durant has to, the Kevin Durant thing has to come first. And then basically, I'm just hoping he goes to Toronto. Like, I know there's a whole bunch of different locations that he might end up. And it's easy to look at it, and I know there are Vegas betting odds on it, and you listen to the talking heads on ESPN, all the insiders who have so much information. And to me, it really just comes down to, like, it'll be one of a handful of teams that ultimately call back Brooklyn and go, oh, yeah, we'll throw in that extra thing. Be it a team like the Raptors being like, oh, yeah, we'll also toss in Gary Trent or something, or be it another team throwing in an extra pick. So I think, in a sense, it's like the Kevin Durant, sweepstakes where it's like who's willing to just jump in with the most
1: right and I don't know if I don't know what the Nets are thinking right now if they're kind of guaranteeing to themselves that Kevin Durant's going to be traded and they're just going to take the best offer or if they're content to just sit back and say if we don't get the offer we want we'll just play with Kevin Durant next year
0: And, and that's the wild thing about this whole scenario is that they don't even suck like when Anthony Davis left New Orleans, which Anthony Davis was the last time, I guess, like you could argue Kawhi, but Anthony Davis was the last big player to get traded who was like definitively proven doing really well, just didn't want to be in his current with his current team anymore. Cause like Kawhi, like we talked about, like nine games season before injuries, all that kind of stuff. So when Anthony Davis got traded, the team was going downhill. So we were like, oh yeah, Anthony Davis wants out of a bad situation. Versus the only reason Brooklyn's in a bad situation. They're like a whole bunch of kids fighting over Play-Doh. They just don't get along. <laughs> but the team's not in a bad situation. They have tons of assets, great role players like Seth Curry, Joe Harris, Andre Drummond. They do like a wide number of things. They're, they're like above average role players. And then they have Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and Ben Simmons.
1: <laughs> yeah, it, it's crazy to think that there would be no issues and the Nets would be one of the best teams, if not the best team in the league if all of their players just showed up, that's all they have to do. They they have to show up and be themselves. They don't have to play out of their minds. They just have to come play basketball, but the Nets can't get them to do that.
0: That's exactly it. The Brooklyn Nets just need to show up and be themselves. Like if you take all their guys and average like average them out amongst their own abilities, it's like an, av- an average Seth Curry, not a hot Seth Curry, not a cold Seth Curry, and you just do that with all the people. They just they'd be a contender if they all just showed up and played pretty well,
1: right? And yeah, that that's wild that they couldn't get Harden to show up, they couldn't get Kyrie to show up, can't get Ben Simmons to show up. It's like
0: well, Harden did show up. He just showed up alone.
1: Well, yeah, Harden showed up and was like, my hamstring hurts forever, and I don't know how long. It, I don't know if his hamstring is still injured at this point, but. I don't think Kevin Durant totally believed in the hamstring injury,
0: which that's fair, given James Harden's kind of background to that.
1: And LeBron and Kevin Durant laughing at James Harden's hamstring injury—it's also you.
0: Yeah. Oh, that was cool. It was hilarious. That was fun. It was to watch. a good time. It was a good. It, Brooklyn had a good—I don't want to say a good run, but they had like an entertaining. <laughs> Thank you, Brooklyn, for entertaining the NBA and please trade Kevin Durant to Toronto.
1: <laughs> yeah, th- thank you for not dominating and just being fun to fun to watch implode for a couple of years.
0: Absolutely. All right, so that's all we have for episode one of season two of the In The Clinch podcast. We hope you like the new format. Everything will kind of be a little bit quicker and when you're scrolling through your Apple podcast, your Spotify, or your YouTube. You'll be able to kind of take a look and just dive into the subjects that you want to hear us talk about right on as opposed to kind of listening to the whole hour over the course of your week so that's what we've got for episode one and we'd like to thank you for listening